0: I'm coming for all of you. For all of you. Right now there's a 15-year-old sophomore in high school who has no idea they're studying nursing just so they can wipe my ass in 17 years. I'm 50 and single. That's a fantastic combination. I'm going to spend my golden years dating a handful of spit and a jug of Astroglide. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. Let me ask you something. You ever see those old cartoons where somebody has a snowball and uh, maybe they're at the top of a hill? And they start rolling that snowball. Now, first of all, let me ask you this. Have you ever been at the top of a hill and tried to roll a snowball down to make it a giant snowball? It's almost impossible, unless you're in a cartoon. And none of us have been in a cartoon. You've watched cartoons, certainly, but have you ever been in a cartoon? Let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a cartoon? I'm just going to ask questions. That's all I'm going to do is just constantly ask you questions regarding snowballs and cartoons. Uh, or cartoon snowballs. Or snowballs about cartoons. Oh, I'm sorry, cartoons about snowballs. Have you ever seen a cartoon about a snowball? Have you ever been mellow? <laughs> have you ever tried uh have you ever been to paradise? I've never been to me uh so here's the thing have you ever uh seen that cartoon where they take a snowball they're at the top of a hill and they put it in the snow and then they roll it down and it eventually becomes a gigantic snowball that murders an entire village well uh, certainly that's a good outcome everybody thinks that all villages must die that's how I feel about it if you live in a quaint village, somewhere with a bunch of pine trees at the base of a mountain, uh, you deserve to be crushed by snow and ruined by a, a huge snowball. Uh, you know, you ever, whenever there's a fire, there's always a guy who's like in the woods, and, and he sets. then it's like a homeless guy who tried to keep his hands warm, and then he winds up killing 48 people by burning down an entire fucking city. Uh, that's always a terrible story. But uh, when I think about it, I think about, like I said, a snowball, it's the same deal. Like, are those guys up there camping, and they make a snowball, they have a snowball fight, and one accidentally gets away from them, and it rolls down the hill, and it crushes the city? There's a point to all of this. Usually there's not with this show, but there is. Uh, I don't know, because I don't know how much of this you want me to go into. I don't know how much of this you want me to tell you. It's a comedy show. You tune in to hear me be funny, ostensibly. You hear me to try to think about a guy who's doing funny things and talking and things like that and surviving. Uh, I'm certainly surviving. I'm here talking. I'm breathing into a microphone. It is, uh, you're hearing this on Friday. So that's, uh, that's a, already a fucking setback, because this is supposed to come out on goddamn Thursday. But you're hearing it on Friday. And because, uh, you know, that's the best time to release a show, right? Friday, right, right right before the weekend when nobody gets a chance to fucking listen, when it gets buried in the news cycle. Uh, I don't know if you know this, by the way. No, my, my podcast is part of the news cycle, which is good because, I mean, it's not like the news cycle's never ending and stopping and burying everything that comes in its fucking path. See, it's like this. The news cycle is like a little snowball at the top of a hill. And my show is the village at the bottom. And all of a sudden, vroomf, a giant fucking snowball comes in and crushes my village of a show or my show of a village. Uh, that's what I need to do. I need to write a show about a village. God damn. I'm fighting off yawns in the middle of all this. I don't know. I don't know if my body is just rebelling against podcasting. I don't know what the fuck is happening where just my, I know my brain is, I know that's happening. It's rebelling against me talking and it's, it's, it it's, oh man, homie, my mind's playing tricks on me. That's what fucking <laughs> Willie, Willie D would tell you. Um, but cause all Willie D also said, let a ho be a ho. Uh, so you, you you get in these instances, and again, like I said, I don't know how much of this you fucking want me to do, but I'm gonna I'm gotta do it because I think I owe you an explanation, uh, and I and I don't know if that's ever good for you because if you're listening, you're just like, oh Christ, just get to the funny stuff, and I I get that, I understand. I know some people listening because they're like, well, you know, we relate to you as a guy, um, but but I don't know if you can relate to me as a guy who uh, who's who doesn't do what he's supposed to do, should do. Yeah, you do. I mean, I guess so. If you've been listening to this fucking long, that's who I am as a guy. Uh, but that's the thing is, I've come around. I'm doing more things that I'm supposed to be doing. But then it lends itself to not exactly going out and doing uh, whatever the fuck. You don't care. Shut up. Uh, I. I uh, it's this. It's a struggle. It's. It's a. I don't know why it's a struggle. It's become a struggle. I've made it a struggle. Uh, I. I. Uh, um. See, uh, you know, I should just. I keep hesitating to just fucking let my hands go and talk because I don't know how much of you want to hear me because, again, you have real gigs. Some of you are painting fucking houses. Some of you are working in a goddamn office. Some of you are driving dump trucks. Some of you are cops. And you're you're out there doing the real fucking thing. And then I'm here. Uh, you know, even though I do have a real thing uh, the rest of the time, and I'm driving people fucking around and, in an Uber car, but when I do this, it's supposed this because this should be my job. This is what I fucking do. I'm a comedian. I've been a comedian for almost thirty fucking years. And what do comedians do? They talk. They fucking create. They do that. But then I tell myself uh, there's there's now this guy who lives in my fucking head who tells me that nothing I do is good enough. It's the it's the strangest thing I've never had to. I mean, I've had to deal with something like that, but I've always been able to work past it and never fucking. Uh, you know it, that's what you care everybody cares is born out of because I go look nobody cares I used to say that all the time and fuck you yours god see it's all yeah see that's what it is is physically I'm stopping myself god I, I shouldn't even put this fucking out I shouldn't I I <laughs> that door slams my neighbor. I'm 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 forcing this and I do, I've, that's the thing is I've never liked forcing this I've I wanted it to just I want to sit down and just fucking go uh, but I'm I'm fighting telling you about how bad I am and, and, and I don't, cause I don't want to share that. And I've done it already this year. I've done it a bunch and it's because the show dynamically changed because I'm alone. I don't have, I don't have, uh, you know, someone laughing or feedback or somebody to make laugh or somebody, the show's always better when I have somebody in the room and I don't have anybody in the room ever. And so then that lends me to fuck uh, you. I I've done this. I've told you this. I've told you this. I've told you this. Let's move on to the funny, huh? Let's get on to the comedy stuff. You know, all that comedy stuff that everybody loves and talks about. Uh, or I can tell you things that are going on in my life. Do you want to hear those things? You probably don't. <laughs> I got a brain full of poison and a body to match. Uh, I, I, uh, it's, you know what? This week was a bad week. It just was. I, I tried to make it a not bad week, and then I wound up, you know, I went to the gym All right, no, I didn't go to the gym on Monday. I went with Shannon. I saw Shannon because John. It was Memorial Day and John canceled. Then Monday was great. Dudes, Monday was great. I went to see Shannon. I did eight loads of laundry. I cleaned up my apartment. I ran some errands. I went and bought a bunch of water. I was fucking... I was was active. I was in the sun. I was getting vitamin D, man. And I'm I'm not talking dick. I was just out there getting the sun right in my face. And it felt like I was soaking up the sun... It was me and Cheryl Crow. We were outside getting that done. So Monday was fucking perfect. And then I'm like, you know, Monday night, I was like, well, you know, because again, I do this fucking stupid thing where I give myself, I'm like, well, you did all that stuff. Now you can take the night off. Well, no, there's still shit to do that night. I could answer emails. I could fucking write. I could write my shows for Cincinnati and Seattle. I could go ahead and get a jump on that. I could start writing some stand-up. I could do any of that. There's all, I could read books. There's books I could read. But instead, you know what I do? Here's what I do, folks. I, uh... I get I get caught up in uh, in online nonsense. That's what I do. I read Twitter like a book. I get back into fucking doing that, and I watch uh, like Monday night. I that didn't really happen on Monday because Monday I wound up like I said I got errands done, I got things done, and then I wound up watching. Did I watch hockey or basketball? I'm gonna watch basketball. At game seven. I don't know what the fuck I did, but I watched TV and I fucking hung out and did that. And I was like, all right, cool, you know, because I, I, I relaxed on Monday because I drove. I had driven uh, seven days in a row or eight days in a row. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Monday off. Uh, even though I because then I get in my own head. I'm like, well, you should go out and try to make some money because you're not going to be driving much in July. And, uh, and it's this interior fucking thing where you go, no, man, you know what? Take a day, take a fucking day. And, uh, but I got a lot of stuff done Monday. It was, I was happy. I was excited. And, and, and see, is this what this show's supposed to be? Is this, that's what I'm telling you. I don't. I don't think you would have any interest in me telling you these things. And yet here I am spilling them the fuck out. And then I'm going to release this. That's the fucking, even even the stupidest part is that I'm going to put this out there. And then I get people who are upset with me and they go, look, why would you tell us we wouldn't want to hear that? Why would you tell us that we're stupid for listening? Because it makes us not want to listen. And then I feel even dumber because then I just spent a whole fucking time telling people that they shouldn't listen because I I, am forcing a show to do it, literally forcing a show to tell people not to listen. And then they don't, they listen to it. And then they're mad at me that I've, I've forced the fucking show and told them to listen. See, this is why I'm fucking, fucking bananas god damn it i am i am i don't know what the fuck happened to my head i don't have any fucking clue i i i just want to tunnel the fuck out of it i live in it now i live right in my cerebellum i'm just i'm comfortably ensconced in my own fucking brain and i can't climb the fuck out i try i want to and it's funny you go back and look at the artwork for this show there's plenty of shows where i've done that where i've talked about living in my own head and, and max has done the brilliant artwork where it's like there was one word like uh, you know my skull was opened up and in my brain there was like 15 me living in my goddamn brain swimming around doing b- bullshit and that still exists that's who i am that's what i what i do uh i i step on my own dick and i get in my own fucking way and i tell myself why well, yeah don't do that thing that you're best at yeah no nobody cares about that thing that you're good at you know yeah you know, the thousands of people who listen every week yeah they couldn't care less about you it's it's fucking it's daunting and haunting and another word that it ends in ing. I mean, it is just fucking ridiculous and foolish and I don't understand it. And I don't know why I'm dumping it on you guys. It's not like I'm looking to, you know, And I, I, yes, this is truly another show where I'm laying on a fucking couch and you guys are all Shannon. You got to fucking listen to me and my nonsense. And I had a good session with Shannon when I talked to her on Monday. I was like, all right, let's do this. And everything was good. Uh Monday was good. Like I said, I got stuff done. I ran errands. I went I went to the store. I bought fucking, you know, real food. It was it was exciting. <laughs> exciting seems like a really strong word there. But it was something I did. I made myself go. And I was like, all right, good. Uh I'm accomplishing things. And then Tuesday, uh, you know, I record the show usually on Tuesday, and by usually I mean that's what I'm usually supposed to record it, but it's like even bleeding into Tuesday night and then Wednesday and whatever the fuck. Um but Tuesday, I got up and uh, and I, I, I believe it was Tuesday that all the Roseanne shit had hit the fucking fan. Uh, and I and I got sucked into it. I, I just did. I got sucked into it, and in, in a terrible way, I got sucked into that as well as all of the other. And so once you get sucked into that, dude, then you're sucked in, then you're in for real. Then you're, then you're into everything else that's going on in the fucking world. Uh, you, you read that Kim Kardashian's gonna go and talk to Donald Trump about prison reform, and you're just like, ah, and, cause again, in the old days, folks, When I would do the show, if nothing had happened, you know, if I, I would, I would dance around and fucking, you know, create a bunch of bullshit and and talk. And sometimes I'd have a a story, you know, like a a couple of uh, weeks ago, I told the hand story. If I have a story I can bring to you, then that's great. But if I don't have a, like a ready-made story for you, uh, oftentimes I would just ping pong around and I call it a bees show and I would just open the fucking brain and whatever the fuck came out would be great. And uh, a lot of the times that would mean talking about the world and I would look at the world and I would be able to share with you my thoughts on what was going on, uh, whether it was ludicrous pop culture stuff or it was horrible government stuff. Um, but there wasn't a lot of horrible government stuff also. I should tell you that. Cause I mean, uh, I supported the dude who was in the white house, so it never really bothered me. And also I didn't give a fuck about the dude in the white house. So it never really bothered me. I mean, nothing, there was nothing out of the ordinary. There's, I mean, there was, I'm sure there were drone strikes and shit like that. But again, it's that thing where if you start looking at every little thing, you're going to climb under a bed and never climb the fuck out. I hide enough under the coats. I, I don't need to do that again. So Yes, I'm sure Libya and Syria and all these things are fucking nightmares and and refugees. And, uh, you know, look, a refugee is a lot more than just a Tom Petty song, folks. And and, uh, and I would balance them both on the same scale. You should love them equally. (laughs) You should love the Tom Petty song refugee as much as you love refugees from other countries. Um, This this thing where I'm supposed to care about everything in the fucking world. I I just I don't uh, I don't do that well. I don't because I shouldn't care about everything in the fucking world. I barely care about me. And that's a goddamn fucking true statement. Like, I barely, I barely, I, I, I barely remember to breathe in and fucking out half the fucking time. And I'm not saying that in a fucking grasp for help, suicide, fucking I, I don't, I don't want to breathe way. I mean, fuck, all I want to do is live. That's it. I want to be alive. I don't have any, there's no question about anybody going, oh, you know, the, I, I'd rather check out or it's, oh, it's better on the other side. I don't fucking no. none of that shit. All right. I'm not being gloom and fucking doom. But what I'm saying is I, I, uh, I can't care. I just, I can't care about everything. And because I can't care about everything, I don't want to care about anything. I don't know if you can relate to that. I don't know if you can feel the same way. And, uh, and again, I, I recognize that a lot of this is probably because I don't have anybody, uh, to love, which which sounds weird. And I don't mean it in a fucking weird, uh, queen song way. I just mean it in a way of saying, uh, if I had kids, I'm sure I would have something I could obsess on their lives and try to make them better if I had a wife or a girlfriend or something I could I could but that's the thing that's also the problem if I do get those things and I dump all of myself into them I'm not caring for myself I'm not parenting myself I'm not self-caring myself uh when I was truly at my best when I felt like I was truly at my best it was it was from like 2000 uh 13 till 2015 like I I was really Even, yeah, that's because I fucking, you know, I found myself alone, Uh, you know, my marriage ended, let's put it that way. But then I I actually just, I just dove directly into another relationship, but it made me want to be better. It made me realize the things I'd been doing wrong. And I said, I can't do that anymore, man. I got to fucking grab the reins on all this shit. So I went out and I, I, you know, I fucking got in shape and I felt really good about it. I felt loved and I, and I was, but of course I was doing all of it for another person. I was doing it for somebody else. And Because uh, I don't care enough about myself to take care of myself for myself. Is anybody still listening? Is anybody still out there? Are you all at the top of the fucking hill just building small snowballs and hoping all of them will consume my village and I can shut the fuck up about all this nonsense? Uh, so now I've backslid. So now here we are. You know, I, I've spent the last two years not caring for myself. Uh, my head got all fucked up. And, and so now I... <laughs> How do I put this in a delicate way? I I don't. I'm really really mad at myself. I mean, I'm really angry at myself because of where I I've want I've, I've wound up. Uh, you know, I'm fifty, going to be fifty one. And I I look, I talk a big game with you guys. I reach out. I got the Attaboy Fit Club. I'm like, let's do this and let's do that. And yet, I I cannot grab my life and get it under control. And I mean, it's under control. You know, I'm not again. I'm not fucking boozing. I'm not a heroin addict. I'm not that fucking guy. I have, I have, uh, I have chosen other poisons with which to ruin my day and my and my week and my fucking year. Um, and I and, is there? A, oh, it's a fucking it's a gardener. All right, I thought it was an air raid siren. I could hear it outside. It's like and I'm like, is that a fucking? What's happening? Uh, but I can't. And again, you don't you don't want to hear this. I, I know you don't. You don't want to hear me going on and on about how tough it is. Nobody does. Nobody tunes into an entertainment thing. If you had a fucking half-hour show where a guy was just like, this is awful. Everything's awful. No. You want lighthearted, you want Three's company. You want you want Suzanne Summers nipples and Joyce DeWitt's haircut and fucking the Regal Beagle. That's what you guys want. You want Jack Tripper fucking falling over a couch and trying to bang hot chicks. You want Larry coming over at the inopportune time. You want a fucking furly ascot. You want a fell glance. You want a Mrs. Roper talking about getting laid, even though she looks like fucking uh, death on, on toast. Uh, that's what you're looking for. I don't know why my brain went there to that show from a million years ago. That's another thing. I've aged out of this. I'm talking about MASH. I'm talking about Race with the Devil. I'm talking about fucking Three's Company. I should be talking about stuff that's happening now, like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or Real Housewives of Utica or Real Housewives of Dubuque or any other of the fucking Real Housewives franchises where they find eight rich people to throw drinks on one another and people watch it. They fucking watch it, goddammit. What the fuck happened to our world? That's what you turn on. The Bachelorette's in like an 80th season. The Bachelorette. You know, I used to feel bad about watching wrestling. Like people would be like, oh my God, the fucking wrestling, that's for idiots. But then I turned on, there's a fucking, there's a whole show where people get fake married and they do it over and over and then they get divorced at the end of it. And then they're on another show and they fake marry another dude. The fuck is that all about? They get fucking, you know, like, and, and one chick gets date raped in a hot tub and she comes forward. She's like, Hey man, I got date raped in a hot tub. They're like, Hey, let's queue up that next season of the bachelorette. Like nobody even deals with it. They just fucking gloss over it. Well, you know, yeah, they filmed it and maybe she'd had a little too much to drink. Maybe she had a little too much. It sounds like she had a little too much cock to drink. You motherfuckers. She was in a hot tub. She, she said she also woke up in bed naked. What the fuck? Uh, but somehow it just continues. Roseanne. Roseanne is a show that's on, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking talk about it, because again, that's another thing. I'm fatigued, man. Just as fatigued as you are, I'm fatigued. So then I think... Uh, all right, I I will tell you this. The only ally I used to have, the only superpower I used to have was speed. When Waco happened, I was doing jokes that night. During OJ, the night it was happening, I was doing jokes all night long. Uh, when a news thing would happen, I would go... The Russian coup, all these old things that I was doing stand-up, I would be the first guy. I would go up, I would be the first guy. But now... Twitter's made that obsolete. By the time I find out about something, even if it's a half hour in, even if I could write jokes, they're all written. Everything's done. And so I tell myself, well, I make it a speed contest rather than a quality contest. I'm like, well, you could write some jokes. You can write some funny stuff. And then I'm like, why? Every take has been said. And also I confuse the world for Twitter. And that's totally true. Like, I think to myself that you guys are all doing what I'm doing where you're reading Twitter 24 fucking hours a day so you've seen every joke and you're exhausted. There, there's nothing worse on Twitter. This is totally true. Like, uh, all this shit happened with LeBron yesterday. Like, you know, the, 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 or the well, uh, yeah, because I'm recording this. It's really late. <laughs> it's, but it's You know what? It's so late Thursday. It's Friday. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but in the game last night, LeBron fucking choked it away or whatever. And then, 10 hours later, you know, people are making jokes, they're making memes, they're doing all this stuff. And then 10 hours later, somebody stumbles in and makes a joke. And, I, and you just want to go, hey, idiot, we did this fucking 10 hours ago. And and that's the wrong way to be. You can't stifle people's creativity by going, hey, man, somebody did this. But the problem is that's what I do. And I stifle my own creativity because I go, well, you know, I'm sure this joke's been made. I'm sure that joke's been made. Well, I'm not going to do it. And then, and then you know, don't get me started on Twitter anyway, because Twitter's free. That's another thing in my brain, right? is go, well, Twitter's fucking free. I mean, why, why am I, why am I trying to write free comedy for Twitter? And then in my head, I go, well, it's good practice practice for what, you know what? Open the microphone and fucking talk, go do something funny, go do something poignant or smart or interesting or whatever. But, but I get caught up. I get fucking caught up. Like Usher said, I get caught up. Uh, I got caught up in the Roseanne stuff and, and it's, and I, and there was no reason to, cause you know what? Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck. I don't. These are things I don't I, you know cuz you want to be righteous you want to be a crusader you want to think all these things and 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 but you don't you you don't have to you can stay away from it you can you can not get involved you can go outside and listen to birds and not fucking suck yourself into this fucking nonsense but then in my head i think because i'm not ahead of it because i don't have the information cuz i didn't get it first that i then am unqualified to do anything about it because the topic is burnt like I, I told you, I would usually talk about my life, but if there's nothing to talk about in my life, I would turn my attention to the world at large. And, and like I said, I, I get fatigued. I get burnt out because everybody's talking about the f- fucking world at large, I, you know, Trump and this and that. It's, and again, truly, truly, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't care about Trump and his bullshit. I don't care about the fucking Kellyanne Conway. I don't care about the news shows I because I think it's all garbage. I think our world is garbage. So when I want to talk about the world, I uh, you don't want to hear me sit here and and destroy it all, uh, you know. There's the resistance, and then there's the people who are pro Trump, and the people who are anti Trump, and then and all of these people coming together and clashing and pointing and yelling, and and I don't give a fuck. I don't. I I couldn't care less about the world and the people in it, except you guys, of course. Certainly, I love you guys. <laughs> that sounds awful. No, uh, what uh, what I mean is, Roseanne said something about Valerie Jarrett. OK, I, I couldn't. Well, I mean, yes. Well, actually, you know, is, that's a lie. Now I could pick Valerie Jarrett out of a fucking lineup. I don't know anything about Valerie Jarrett. Uh, I know she's a black woman. She was born in Iran and she worked for Obama. That's it. That's all I got to know. And then I see Roseanne says a racist thing about her. OK, so Roseanne clearly said a racist thing about her. That's it. The end. So ABC fires her and everybody goes fucking insane. And uh, and, and, and but this this is the problem. And you don't want, but this is the thing, I know you don't want me to go off on this tangent, but I'm going to because it's what's in my fucking heart, and it's what's in my brain right now. Uh, Should she have lost her job? Absolutely. Should Roseanne have had a job in the first fucking place? No fucking way. No fucking way. There's no reason that show should be on television. None. And, and honestly, people like Whitney Cummings and, and fucking uh, Wanda Sykes, they all get to walk away with their dignity and pretend like they're doing this because Roseanne's a racist. Roseanne's been a racist fucking idiot for years. Dude, racist, not even, not even racist. Roseanne was a cunt in 1994. Talk to her writing staff from then. They fucking had to hide from her. She would fucking, there, there's a story where a guy from Carsey Werner sent an assistant over to run a script over. Roseanne made him clean her house and cook her fucking food. He didn't, he didn't work for her, but because she was so powerful and worked for Carsey Werner, she, she could do what she wanted. So she made this guy cook hamburgers on a fucking grill in the summer. He's, he was an intern. She's been a terrible fucking person forever, forever. And then I have to hear she's mentally ill. Well, yeah, she's mentally ill, but what does that say for fucking ABC that they give a mentally ill person a fucking show because her name still has cachet and, and Sarah Gilbert gets to walk away from this with fucking dignity. She, this whole thing was her idea. She knows who Roseanne is. They've dealt with her. They dealt with her in 94. So fucking, you think 30 years later she's changed? If anything, she's worse. She's out there in a fucking macadamia farm, probably killing small animals with a goddamn sharp knife and burying them somewhere on the grounds. And then you come up to her and you go, hey, you want to make another fucking $30 million? What's she going to say? She's going to say, yeah. And then inevitably, you know, she's a time bomb is going to do something fucking stupid because you can't hire fucking psychos to do a job because eventually they're going to do something stupid. And, and, and I, it's just so frustrating. again, I know it sounds like you're like, well, for a guy who doesn't care about it. You're talking about it a lot for a guy who doesn't care. What I, what I mean when I say I don't care is it doesn't affect my life in the least. It doesn't. Um, I mean, certainly I want racism to end. I mean, I guess that, that could be a thing where I, that I don't care about, uh, or I do care about, I, I don't, I, but that's the thing is I have no hope. I think I may have voiced this on other shows and and I'm I I think you're tired of it? Uh, I know I shouldn't speak for you guys because a lot of you have written to me and you're like, Hey man, we'll wait for the show. Do it whenever you got to do it. But that's also, that's, a, that's a bad attitude for me to have. That's enabling. That's me going to you guys and using up the goodwill I have with you and going, Hey, I'm, I'll put out a show on Friday. I'm real sorry. And you guys are super nice and you're really fucking cool about it. And you're like, Hey man, take your time. Cause I, I think some of you are more friends than listeners as we've talked about a million times. Um, but at the same fucking time, you if your friend won't fucking do what he's supposed to do, it burns you the fuck out. S max. Uh, it just makes you go, man, I can't fucking, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, you know, and you know what? I've experienced this own, this, this thing in my own life. So that's why I can speak to it. I haven't talked to my brother, Andy in like three years, three, maybe four, because the fucking psychotic, ridiculous cyclone of drama that his life has become. I I just got to go. It literally, I got to Seinfeld it and go, good luck with all that. I, because I can't, because mine is, is enough of a whirlwind that I can't entertain the thought of trying to help somebody else. I can't. Um, cause I can't help me. And, and I, you know what? I find distractions. I find reasons to not help me. I find reasons to do things that aren't, uh, uh in my best interest, not even, not in my, well, yeah, not in my best interest. Just, just poison, just, just filling myself with fucking poison and trying to move on. And then, and then I get a dose of it this week and I'm like, all right, I gotta get the fuck out of this. I gotta stop. I gotta, and, and, and then, like I said, so the Roseanne thing happened. I started reading it, and I don't give a fuck about any of it. I don't care about Roseanne. I don't care about her show. I don't care about the people who work for her. Uh, but, but then, but then, like I said, you get to see the fact. Then the debate starts again. And this is this is the worst part. This is what I mean when I have no hope. This is what I mean when I have no hope for the world. The, the debate starts. Why is there a debate? She said a racist thing about somebody. Goodbye. But then people come out and go, well, you know, if you look at those pictures, Valerie Jarrett looks white. Well, you know, Valerie Jarrett isn't... She's Iranian. She is a Muslim. She's this. Yeah. Dudes, why are you falling all over yourselves to excuse racist remarks? Why? Because it gives you the right to say racist remarks yourself? It, the, the whole thing is wrestling. The whole thing is football. It's embarrassing. It's embar. Like I said, if you can't... If... I voted for Bill Clinton. He was the first guy who made me want to vote. You know, and and it was the first guy I was was ready where I could vote. I was 25, I think, when that election happened in 92. I was excited for him. I was ready to vote. I I, I voted for him twice. I was so thrilled. Uh, Do I think he's a good person? Probably not. Do I think he probably sexualized a bunch of chicks? I do. Did it disenfranchise me or make me think, oh, man, well, I don't want to be involved in any of this process? A little bit. Yeah, certainly. It made me just go, fuck. I can't. I can't believe a guy believed in did this kind of thing, but also it was made worse by the fact that his quote unquote enemies and the guys who cooking, they they made such a big deal out of nothing. I don't know, you know, it's it's funny to see them going after Trump now and saying, "Oh, you guys, no, you have to restrict it to Russia. You can't start looking into money and and his business deals." Well, fucking Whitewater turned out it was supposed to be a land deal, and then it turned into. Uh, the what the word is is and the fucking stain on a dress, and because he got fucking head in the White House and cheated on his wife, they went after him, just because they wanted him out, because they were embarrassed by the fact that he fucking he had won once or twice or whatever the fuck they prosecuted him, and 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 that was the beginning of the end. I mean, it, it's just it, ever since then it's been. And look, fucking, this is the thing: you don't want me to be some fucking lunatic who's just in the dark, going oh, and then capitalism stole our lives. I, I mean. Again, who gives a fuck? You pay your rent, you pay your car insurance, you go out, you watch a movie, you try to smile, you have a fruit cup, you eat a banana, you make a steak, you laugh with your friends. That's what life should be. It shouldn't be me wading through roaches on Twitter defending some the indefensible. Defending terrible things. And then also, like I said, seeing people associated with her get rewarded for their walking away. And now I heard Sarah Gerwig, because you know, first of all, everybody's like, Roseanne's mentally ill. She needs help. You know, Joe Rogan's having her on the podcast on Friday today. He, he's going to have her on. And, and he's already started setting up a defense for Ambien. He, he started retweeting articles about what Ambien makes you do. Because then Roseanne, Roseanne's had nine different stories. Oh, I was an Ambien and it was Memorial Day. Oh, I thought she was white. I really did. Oh, I actually thought she was Jewish. Oh, actually, I thought she was Persian. Like she she's... Because she understands now, like like a child does, when they make a mistake and they get their toys taken away from them, they start to come up with any fucking excuse they possibly can. And in the old days, it worked because there was money to make off Roseanne's name. So they were like, oh, yeah, man, everybody excused what the fuck she did because she was a crazy fucking person. But now the crazy person has done something really crazy in a fucking, not even not even really crazy. She just did something that she's gotten away with forever and ever, but people have let her do it. But this time they weren't because the world has fucking changed, and because everybody's under a goddamn microscope and everybody's holding a megaphone. So the second you do something fucking stupid, there's an army of roaches waiting to crawl all over you. I you know I liken it to the mummy. You ever seen the mummy with fucking Brendan Fraser? That's a reference. Uh, in that movie, there's a guy who gets overrun by scarabs. There's these bugs that are like they're like big fucking beetle roaches, and uh, and they come out of the walls and they fucking eat a guy and make him a skeleton. Like they just come fucking running all over him. That's Twitter. Twitter is the cave and the mummy. You're walking along, you're, maybe you're doing bad stuff, maybe you're doing good stuff, but eventually the fucking scarabs, the roaches will come for you. And they will eat your eat your fucking skin all the way to the bones. And so Roseanne is learning that now. They've all they've they've come for her, but also, this is the this is the worst part. She's got an army of roaches willing to defend her garbage. Hold on. That might be an ambulance coming for me to tell me to shut the fuck up. Uh but, but I get sucked into it. That's the thing is I don't want to get sucked into it. I want, I I need to pull myself away. What the fuck am I doing? Looking and reading and all that bullshit. Why, why do I care? Why do I care that Kim Kardashian went to visit Trump? I don't give a fuck. She doesn't mean anything to me. He really, he doesn't mean anything to me. It's not like he's ruining my beloved country. This fucking, this, this place is ruined. I mean, it's just fucking ruined. Again, the national anthem thing happened a fucking week and a half ago. And I'm, and I'm like, what the fuck? What is wrong with people? Because again, it doesn't cost anything for you to just fucking live your life. I've talked about it before on other shows. Be cool. Just be cool to people. All those guys want to kneel and protest. All right. Acknowledge that. That's fine. Who fucking, it doesn't affect your life in the fucking least. And, and, uh, and this is the thing. I don't want to get into these things because I know there are people out there who disagree with me and I understand you disagree with me and that's totally fine. And you may not want to listen to the show anymore. And that's totally fine. Uh, because you know, I've stopped myself from talking about things because I don't want to offend listeners. That's totally true. Uh, I've I've stopped talking about Trump because, A, I don't want to offend people who are listening because you believe what you believe. And we've talked about this a million fucking times. And so I try to avoid the topic because I I certainly don't agree with you. But also, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I guess I'm anti-Trump, but I'm kind of anti-everything. I'm anti-everything at this fucking point. I think it's over. I don't even, I don't even, and that's why i say when I, I, I'm going to talk about the world, do you want to hear me be a nihilist about it? Because I don't fucking think anything's going to matter soon. I I don't, uh, I, I mean, fucking yesterday, Trump went after Canada. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Why? What's the point? And again, do tariffs matter to me? Fucking steel and metal and whatever the fuck? I don't know. I don't know if it does. And in in, if I got to buy aluminum foil, maybe it'll fucking be a dime more. That's the thing is I don't, I'm a comedian, man. I don't fucking know the real world implications of this shit. And I see comedians that I respect, comedians that are funny, and we've lost them, man. They're fucking gone because they've devolved into this fucking thing where they're defending people and they're going, yeah, we got to go after this person. We got to go after that person. And I mean, I don't, I just don't give a fuck. I'm not, a, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a truth teller in the, in the sense that I'm some Oracle who's going to tell you this and, oh my God. And I would come down from the mountain with stone tablets about what the fuck we should do. I don't know what the fuck we should do. I don't see a solution. I don't see anything being fixed. You know what we should do? We should hug our kids and we should eat good dinners and we should watch movies and we should laugh and we should not fucking say, say things a problem because I'll tell you what is, is, is fucking Roseanne. Yes. What she said is completely wrong and she deserves to have her show canceled. That's that's, I absolutely agree with that. However, then Hulu and all these other fucking sites pull all of her old shows off the air. And I, and I get told by people all the time, well, you know, you can't, can you really look at Bill Cosby the same? Oh, can you really do this? And it's like, um, I can. Yeah, I can. I have to admit I can. Is Bill Cosby a fucking monster? Yeah. Does he deserve to go to fucking prison? Yes. Did he have enablers and people saving him and keeping him in fucking business? Yeah, they did. But that fucking dad made cake, you know, dad is great, gave us the chocolate cake. That's a fucking funny ass bit. I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, I don't look at his fucking old material and go, oh man, Russell, uh, yeah, all, all those, the fucking Cosby kids, none of it is tainted by what he did now. For me, for me, for you, that's fine. If you can clutch your pearls and say, oh, nothing Bill Cosby has ever done mattered, that's fine. But I think the world is a lot more complicated than that. I think you have to recognize that geniuses fuck up and geniuses do terrible things. And and you can separate the art from their artist, and I, and you can separate your feelings from from your feelings, and that's that's not a, not a joke. Do I feel that Bill Cosby was really funny a lot of the time? I do. Did I like the Cosby Show? I fucking didn't. Do I think that he should go to fucking prison and have terrible fucking things happen to him? Man, I don't know if terrible things. You know, let's put him in prison. That's enough. Nobody has to. Because it's another thing when everybody's like, oh, you're gonna get totally raped in prison. It's gonna be hilarious. That's fucking awful. That's an awful sentiment. That's to, to think that way about someone that they're gonna get doubly or triply punished. But then you see you hear people and you're like, boy, they really deserve terrible things. And and that's the thing. You just have to. The world's a complicated place. You can't be black and white. And I'm black and white a lot of the fucking time in that. I think I'm really great at this. And then I think I'm fucking terrible. It's the weirdest fucking thing. There's no middle ground. Where I'm like, well, you know, I'll just da da da. No, no. I'm either fucking great or I'm awful. I go to extremes, as our friend Billy Joel would say. Uh, and like like I told you with the fucking the IQ like when I got an IQ of 122 I wasn't a genius and I wasn't a retard I wanted to be one, one, or, one or the other that's what I wanted to be I gotta be one of those nobody wants to fall solidly in the middle on the fucking IQ chart that's fucking awful and you're just a fucking ditch digger and right now if you listen listen to the one ditch digger listen to this show he just threw his fucking shovel into the grave and stormed off crying because he's sad that I insulted him I don't understand why everybody has a megaphone. I don't understand why everybody needs to be heard. And then that unfortunately sabotages me because then I go, well, why the fuck should anybody listen to you then, dude? Why the fuck should anybody listen to you? And I talked to Shannon about it and she's like, hey man, you've had fucking 30 years of making people listen to you and they want to, that's their choice. Although this show might (laughs) might take care of that. This, This might be the one that fucking gets everybody out of there. Roseanne gets fired, it makes sense. But then you pull all of her old fucking shows. Why? Why? Why is someone going to be watching the old fucking show that brought them a ton of joy for fucking five years and then just go, oh, I can't watch this chick anymore. Well, no, you know, who were you, Who was that person in 1994 when the show aired? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe nostalgia brings you back to that point. Maybe, maybe it's okay to see somebody when they were at their best. Now, Roseanne, like I said, she was a cunt back then, even as a person. But on her show, she did good work and people loved it. Now, I'll tell you this. this and this is totally fucking true. I've never watched one episode of that show. I've never watched one episode of anything Roseanne did. Do you know why? Because I don't like her. I don't think she's funny. She doesn't do it for me. Did I hear it was a good show? Yes. Do I love John Goodman? I do, but it didn't fucking matter to me. It didn't. So I never tuned in. I just didn't fucking care. I, I liked other shows. I watched other things. I did. I, I, and that's the way it should be. Go live your life. But where this whole thing is, is, is now is like an entire nation needs to pass judgment on her. And then the other half of the nation has to come through and fucking and, and defend her. Cause that's, that's why I say I have no hope. That's why I say I have no hope. She was fired for making a racist remark. Now she's made millions of racist remarks in the past, but this was the one that got her fired because it's a different time. Now people fucking exploited, and she had something to lose. She wasn't just all on some macadamia, not farm filming a goddamn reality show. Now, no, this was, this was, she's in the zeitgeist. And and when people tie it to Trump, it makes me want to throw up because everybody types, they tie everything to Trump. They tie everything to him. Well, you know, Roseanne was a Trump supporter and that's why she got the show taken off the air. Oh my God. Fuck you. Seriously. Fuck you. You can't see the bullshit thing that she said and realize she should lose her fucking job. And then the people coming out, like I said, semantically arguing that it wasn't racism and putting up pictures of the planet of the apes next to Valerie Jarrett and going, well, look, there is a resemblance. Oh my God. Get fucked. You know what she meant. Stop being willfully ignorant. Stop pretending that you don't know that she meant she was fucking talking about a racist thing and that's what drives me crazy well no she sort of looks like her okay fine planet of the apes but she also said muslim brotherhood why the fuck would she say that oh because she was born in Ram. so fucking what roseanne knows what she's doing she's a provocateur she's been a provocateur for fucking years and it's funny to see people defend her but come out against the guys who are fucking protesting the national anthem because again guess what she's fucking shit all over the national anthem 30 years ago and then people see the clip and they go, oh, she was doing a joke or oh, that was then. And this is now. And I, you know, because again, that's the thing. Everybody will fucking explain away anything for people that they like. Hell, I just told you that I'll watch Bill Cosby's old comedy specials and think they're okay. Even though he raped 800 fucking people, that guy's the Hitler of rape. You get that? He like, he literally had a rape acost. He's dropping pills in people's fucking drinks all over the goddamn world. Not just that didn't just happen once. That shit didn't happen one or two times. Like the fucking Night Stalker killed 11 people, I think, off the top of my head. I mean, that's 11 people. Cosby raped 10 times that. So yeah, he's problematic. He's a little rough. But at the same time, I'm telling you, I can watch his old comedy special and laugh, because in the moment, I'm not going. Oh boy, I'll tell you what. After this show, he probably raped three chicks. Although I'll tell you what, after that show, he probably raped three chicks. Although I got to be honest with you, that was the show he didn't need pills because he killed so hard that night. The night he did fucking the Bill Cosby himself special, he killed so fucking hard that night. He didn't need to drug anybody. He just got laid on his own merits. Ah uh, fuck. See, I just don't get it. I I because I don't I don't care. I shouldn't care. I don't want to care. You know, I, I got to read all this shit about Melania is gone now. Everybody's like, oh my God, Melania has gone. Did she finally get away from him? Did he beat her up? Is she hiding her face? Maybe she got her tits done. She's done. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? You know who cares? The fucking outrage industry. Fucking news. MSNBC and CNN and fucking Fox. They, they all... They just have the outrage machine and they crank it the fuck up and they start spitting stuff out and people watch it and they talk about, you know, uh, is uh, Israel. That's the the people come out defending Israel. Oh my God. Obama's the best pro Israel president we've ever had. You live in Arkansas, motherfucker. What the fuck do you know about Israel? Why do you care about Israel? What the fuck do you care? Shouldn't you be worried about getting your kid G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip for fucking Christmas and that where the embassy in fucking Jerusalem winds up? Get the fuck out of here with your fake bullshit. Again, people will do anything to justify their guy. They'll back him up. I'm sick of Hillary Clinton. I'm sick of it. I, I understand she's done nothing. I had this discussion with a friend. I go, I'm just sick of her. And he's like, why? I go, because. And he goes, well, they're the ones who keep bringing her name up. And I go, you're absolutely right. But then she endorses Governor Cuomo in New York. And he's like, well, yeah, because that's, you know, that's, it's her right. I go, it is her right, but it's my right to say I'm sick of her. I voted for her twice. I underestimated the level of hate there was for her in this country. I I did not get it. I didn't think, I did not think people would vote for a stooge over her because I didn't think people really hated her that much. I thought she was incredibly qualified. I thought she was incredibly smart. And yeah, did I think she had her flaws? Of course she did, but I think they all have fucking flaws and I vote for certain fucking uh, issues. And I thought she was a better fit for those issues than the fucking numbskull than the goddamn hobble headed syphilis factory. They put into the fucking office. God damn it. I, I, this will sound stupid, but like I, I, and again, because I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Cause I don't want to think about the president. I don't, I don't want to think about what they're doing. I don't want to wake up and worry about what the fucking president. It's exhausting. It's fucking exhausting. I got enough fucking problems worrying about what I got to do with my goddamn life. I got enough. You know what? You know, what's, you know what I got now in my house for some reason? Fruit flies. I got I, I like 20 fruit flies everywhere I go. Like there'll be like five. I'll see them and I'll smack them all. I'll kill them all. And then a few more show up. Where the fuck are you coming from? I take the garbage out, I scrub the kitchen, and then I, I go to take a shower and there's a couple of them on my fucking shower uh, faucet. Why? There were two on my toothbrush the other day. So I got to boil my toothbrush now. What the fuck, Nats? Get out of my goddamn house. And it's not like I got, you know, again, I'm a clean guy. I have a clean house. But these motherfucking gnats—they're just lurking—and I'm like—and you know what? I found something. It looked like fruit. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was on my scrub brush because I have a scrub brush on the handle of my scrub brush. It almost looked like a bacon strip. I don't know what the end of my head. I'm like, "Well, is that it?" So I threw the scrub brush away. And I will notice uh, there is a, a precipitous decline in the amount of gnats/slash fireflies in my or fruit flies. I wish there were fireflies in my house, that'd be great. Then my whole house would be fucking uh, whatever that movie was with the giant in it and, they, and fucking you and McGregor when they fucking uh, it was the fable from Tim Burton. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I saw it at the goddamn theater. And again, it was another thing with a bad dad. Every movie has a dad problem you know i just read the fucking thing for dark phoenix i don't know who fucking dark phoenix is at all geo contacted me he's like oh my god they're ruining dark phoenix i'm like dude that that sentence means nothing to me like i know who dark phoenix is because i read x-men as a kid with my brothers i'm like yeah i know who the fuck dark phoenix is gene gray and all that bullshit but see in the book she fucking she was in love with Cyclops, and that was it. But then in the movie, she's got to be in love with like Wolverine and Cyclops, and she might have fucked Beast and whatever the fuck else she did. I don't know. Jean Grey's kind of a slut. Let's go in that. Let's go in that direction. That's what they thought. Let's bring this comic book to life, but let's make Jean Grey consumer of worlds. Kind of a slut. Kind of a trampy chick. She sleeps around a bit in her fucking skin tight costume, but when she comes, she can destroy you with a fucking glance. Or if she doesn't come, she can destroy you with a glance, and I don't blame her. Fucking women's orgasms count, guys. Fucking get to work. Figure out what the fuck you're doing and get your girl off. I don't want to fucking hear any more excuses. Why do I hear excuses? Who's telling me excuses? Nobody. But fucking Gio's like, yeah, they're ruining Dark Phoenix. So I go read all the spoilers and, and like, again, Beast's in love with her and she's destroying a planet and all these fucking things are happening and they're making a mo- and people are fucking upset at the screening. And I'm, in my head, I'm just like, who the fuck? I, again, more shit that I don't care about. And yet I get sucked in. You know, it's like when I hear people talking about, uh, you know, Star Wars Solo, everybody's mad about it. And, and uh, Gio thought it was genius. Matt Belknap thought it was fucking genius. I have friends who really loved it. And then I have people who are just like, oh, my God, Solo is so terrible. It's so slow. It's, and I'm just like, but it, and it's so funny because I'm talking about how uh, people should concern themselves with the things that they like and do the things that they want to do and get away from being fucking tra- tra- trapped online. But and so then they go see a movie, and I'm mad at them for seeing a movie. See, I can't. You can't fucking win with me, man. I'm a fucking, I'm a coin flip. I'm a goddamn, I'm confusing. I'm very confusing but I just don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't give a fuck about solo. Cause it, you know, here's the thing. People see solo, but that's the thing. Then they got to run to their keyboard and be like, uh, here's the thing about solo. Uh, uh. I, there was a friend of mine, not even a friend of mine, some, somebody on fucking Facebook and they just wrote, they literally, this was what it saw. I saw it in the morning and it just, they typed it and it said, uh, well, first a cup of coffee down now in the car and off to work. Who fucking cares? Who cares? I, I, look, I understand maybe this instinct. Uh, first cup of coffee down. Type, 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 type. Now off to work. Type, type, type. type. Here's the instinct I understand. Send. <laughs> what are you doing? Who, why are you letting the earth know you had coffee? That it, it doesn't matter. And then that's what I'm saying is that shit bleeds into me and this show, where I go, why, why are you, why are you telling the world? That it doesn't matter. Why are you giving your opinions on the world? Why should that matter? And 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 that's where we wind up with a show on Friday, with no through line, with with no cohesive story, or with no because I I've convinced myself in the moment and this week, you know, it happens it happens periodically, uh, and and I convince myself there's no point. And that's very dangerous for an entertainer who who relies on an audience because, uh, because I, I need you guys. You know, I, I need this audience. And maybe the guy who wants to tell the earth he just had coffee needs that audience. But then by the transitive properties in my head, I think to myself, am I as needy and pathetic as that guy? That guy who's, who's reaching out to the cosmos to tell them that he had a Sanka. Am I that dude? And I will tell you, it really feels that way when I'm sitting alone in a room talking into a microphone with nobody and no feedback. It, that's, and so that's why I, I, I punish myself. And I put it off. I, I don't put it off because I don't like doing it. I love doing this. I put it off because I think, why would anybody care? Why should anybody care? Am I just as pathetic as the same people I look at? Am I one of the roaches? Am I one of the scarabs who comes out and devours everybody who needs to be seen? And, and, and I, I, I don't think I am. I don't, I I think like I told you, I I think I'm really good at this. I think I'm great at it. I think, uh, but I can tell myself I'm not, I don't know if that happens at your job. I don't know. I don't know if you're, you know, you're supervising 10 people and you wonder whether one of them hates you. I don't know. Cause I, I would. I would be like, well, Jesus Christ, I'm, you know, I'm doing a good job and I think these people kind of like me, but I mean, I, you know, I don't know if the, I don't know if that guy likes me. Give me a weird look and he might not. Th- what if he thinks I'm incompetent? What if he's trying to get my job? But if that's, you know, that all that. And that shit can consume us, man. That shit's in our fucking brains. And that's the shit that'll run you ragged. This, this show should be my escape from the real world, from the other six days a week when I've got to drive, when I'm just trying to stay alive, this should be, this should be my sunshine. This should be my vitamin D. This should be me bursting out and fucking making it happen the problem is the other seven days, the other six days when I, when I told you, I just sit there and I get, I, cause I did, I just got consumed by the Roseanne thing. I got consumed by Melania being gone and, and people speculating. And it's like, who the fuck cares? Why the fuck do you care? What, why I, I don't, you know, 50, I, this is another nothing. I have about 1500 missing kids. Everybody's like, Oh my God, can you believe the Obama or the, the Trump administration lost 1500 kids? It's amazing. And then two days later comes out that, well, they didn't really lose them. It's just they're not in contact. And then it, everybody's, there's qualifiers. And, they, and it's like you just go, you know what? I don't want to believe any of this. I don't want to hear any of it. Let's put it this way if the government truly lost 1,500 kids and sold them to sex traffickers or whatever the fuck I heard online, that's a terrible fucking thing. But if it's the other way, then this thing, you don't even know what to think, you don't know what to believe. But I can tell you this about those 1,500 kids. I know exactly what to believe because I have them. I have them here in my house. They're here. They're scared. They're cleaning up. They're scrubbing. They're getting things done. And that's great. And I appreciate them for that. Thank you for stepping up, kids. 1,500. Uh, you wouldn't think that many kids would fit into a one-bedroom apartment. However, it's, you know, it's shockingly, uh, you could, you'd you be surprised how many how many fucking immigrant children you can fit in a closet. Oh, my Christ. You stack them like fucking cordwood. It works fucking perfectly. Uh. And then you open it and they all just tumble out and they immediately start wiping things down. And You've just trained them. Here's what you do. You get them and you train them. You get these kids. Uh, you know, you just throw them a, a couple of fucking grains of corn every once in a while. You feed them like, like you're feeding hens. You just throw a bunch of fucking chicken feed into the goddamn closet. And eventually it all trickles down into their mouths. And then you open one door and they all tumble out and they just start cleaning shit. It's fucking great. I, I just, I don't fucking care, man. I don't, I don't care about The world, and that's a very difficult, and I would almost say dangerous way to be when you're an entertainer. When you're this, I because you don't you don't want to hear me constantly being nihilistic. You don't want. I I assume you don't want to hear me going, yeah, none of this matters. None none of this matters. It doesn't matter. or Whatever. Um, You know, for a show whose mantra is you care, everybody cares. That then for me to to double, you know, downshift into and fucking none of this matters is uh, is dangerous. You know, I don't want to talk you out of listening. I don't want to talk you out of liking or supporting this show. And I and, and I know my very actions of putting out a show a day late make it look like I don't care. It, make, it makes it look like I'm not uh, interested in doing this anymore. No, it, it's quite the opposite. All I want to do is this show. I, I've often thought about just doing a half hour a day. But then in my head, I go, then you know who you are? You're the coffee guy. You're the, well, I just had some coffee. I mean, you know, to pontificate or to the arrogance of thinking anybody would need my voice seven days a week or even five days a week. I mean, it's arrogant enough to think that you need it or want it one day a fucking week, but you know what? For 10 years you have. And if you want to count never not funny for 11 years, you have, and if you want to count me to be in a fucking stand up for 27 years, you have, you know, you've, you've, people have cared what I've had to say for 27 years and that's fucking amazing. And now I'm scared to death that I'm abusing the privilege by putting out a show a day late or by not caring by, you know, I, I think people look to me for entertainment or for something interesting to say. And and sometimes now I don't think I have anything interesting to say because I don't like anything. I don't want anything to be good. Uh, bullshit. I, I I want things to be good, but I don't find like when I find joy, I can't st- like I, I, I think I talked about it on here when I talked about, I might've talked about John Mulaney. John Mulaney's Saturday Night Live. That was that was one of the last things that brought me real joy, where I just, I just I I cried. I this is not a joke. I cried at his monologue on Saturday Night Live because of the beauty of it, because there was not a wasted word, because it was perfection. Do you know when I when I watch stand up that works, when I watch stand up be amazing, I I am I want to, I, my heart soars like hearing a brilliant song. You know because and. and and then I get angry at myself because, like I said, I'll do this show, and sometimes I think I give it short shrift. I abuse my gift. I don't. I don't use it the way I should uh, because I've talked myself into thinking my gift is nowhere near as good as John Mulaney. So why wouldn't you fucking go? You know, instead of listening to the show, why wouldn't you just go watch John Mulaney special again? Because he's the fucking man. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous and insidious, and it lurks, and it might lurk in all of us, you know. And it, it lurks in all of us when you you know because again. <laughs> This is this is just another manifestation of when you're with somebody and you're dating them or you're you're married to them or whatever and they're sleeping and you're looking at them and you're thinking why are they here? Why why would they ever want to be here? Why would they trust me enough to sleep next to me? Why would they care enough to make me happy? And 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 those are questions you can't answer. But you know inside yourself you want nothing more than to make that person happy. You want nothing more than to protect that person. You want nothing more than to make sure everything goes well for that person. And uh, and I felt that a couple times in my life. I felt it with individuals and I felt it with groups. You guys. You know, I, I felt it where I, I want to be the best I possibly can for you guys. Like I said, I'm embarrassed by the fact that my one-man show ended with an epilogue where I'm like, I want to be better than this. I want to be more. I know I'm supposed to be more. And, you know, I played Life Wasted, and I'm like, I've tasted a Life Wasted. Can I escape But I don't know. Well, here we are, six years later, and I'm still questioning whether I can fucking escape it, even though I know and have the tools to escape it. I know that I can get out of it. I know that I can tame my head. And like I said, I feel I've done really good work. I think I've advanced quite a bit in the fucking therapy sessions with Shannon. I've become a different person. I've lost a lot of the rage. I I don't freak out. I don't get upset. I don't get mad. But instead I've channeled all of my questions and my rage into me and wondered about me and I'm angry at me and I don't do, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm, even my weight, I'm, I'm lifting, but I'm not doing cardio and I'm, I've got this Spartan sprint in a month and I'm like, oh man, I better do fucking good there. I, I, I catch glimpses of myself in the mirror at the gym and I remember what I looked like. I remember what I looked like two years ago and I'm angry at myself. I'm furious that I'm fucking back at square one and starting over again. And and I've been at square one so many fucking times. You know, I have a fucking I literally have a house on square one. Just so I have somewhere to sleep. I've been there so many fucking times. And uh and I've hopscotched my way off of square one many times. I've lost over a hundred pounds like nine times in my life. But I gotta do it again. I gotta I gotta lose I, I, I truthfully I could lose 150. But I mean, if if I lost a hundred pounds, I'd be happy. I lost a hundred pounds two years ago, but I didn't lose it for me. You know, I lost it for Jill and, and I was happy. When you're happy, you do, you do those things. And now when you're not happy, you try to find things that make you happy. You try to numb yourself and you numb yourself with fucking food or, or poison or, or whatever the fuck else you, you just, you find reasons, you find reasons, man. And I, I'm tired of finding reasons. And you guys are tired of hearing me do these fucking shows where I pick myself up by the bootstraps and go, hey, man, all right, things are going to be great. Things are going to be perfect. Let's do this attaboy, Schmitty. And, you know, I had that attaboy. Dude, there's a little Schmitty's attaboy fit brigade, and I don't fucking participate in it. I don't. I lift, but I don't post. I take pictures of my food, but I don't post. You know why? Because I think the people wouldn't want to fucking see it. Ah, nobody wants to see this. It's the dumbest fucking thing in the world, and I can't explain to you why it happens. Uh, it's just there's this, this you know, I I... I've talked about this before I read an interview with Ozzy Osbourne and he talked about the hymn in his head and uh, you know there's a hymn in my head there's a hymn. and he just he tells me I'm not good enough and he tells me I shouldn't do this and he tells me nobody cares and that's uh, that's pretty fucking crazy he shouldn't exist he shouldn't be there. But I, especially after 50 years, after 50 fucking years, he shouldn't be there. But like I said, I found out a lot of the things, these things are based in childhood while going to therapy, you find out you, you know, because you parented yourself a lot growing up and then maybe you're tired of parenting yourself. And so you get older and you allow yourself to be a kid instead of fucking being more disciplined and having any sort of work ethic. I never had a discipline uh, issue because I never had discipline. I've never had a work ethic my entire fucking life. I've cut corners and looked for the easy way out. I've, I've held my work into the last minute and then fucking done it in a fury, in a frenzy. But now I'm old and tired and I get to that fucking last minute and I just go, eh, it's like putting this show off to the last minute. And then I, you know, then I recorded at the last minute, but then I, if I miss it and I go, I give myself permission to miss it. I give myself permission to walk away. And that's the dark side of me. Cause there's the side of me that just goes, man, you're going to lose everybody. You're going to fucking lose everybody if you don't do this. And then it's like a blinking cursor as a writer. I will tell you when you sit down to write and you just stare at that blinking cursor, it is ominous. Well, my blinking cursor is now a microphone, even though I can open it up and just fucking talk. I could talk for, I could talk about Deadpool forever. I loved it. Again, that's another thing that brought me joy. I fucking dug it. Avengers brought me joy. You know, when I've made time to go do things like that, they've made me happy and I've been very happy to go and do that. And then when you, when you have genuine joy and you can marinate it it's the fucking greatest, it's the best. But most of the time I'm just fucking swimming in poison. Uh, you know, I did that show where I talked about the French guy smoking and I was like, yeah, you got to fucking rally from that. You got to stop. And I've been able to cut way down, but I, I'm, I'll, but I'll still go grab a candy bar. Uh, you know, I, I had I, I grabbed a hamburger last night. You know what I mean? It's just. You, you, and then you, and then you beat yourself up and then you're like, well, you know, you got to give, you got to be kind to yourself. You got to understand that you sometimes will backslide and it's like, yeah, but time is running out. Time is fucking running out, man. (laughs) So, so I, I, I have to figure it out sooner or later. I have to, I have to make it work. I have to. And you guys have heard that so many fucking times. Like I said, it's embarrassing. There are blogs from eight years ago where I'm like, ah, you know, we, who cares? Everybody cares and let's do this. And we he Schmitty and we love you. And, and I've abused it. I've abused that fucking privilege. And I, and I, I think you guys are pretty cool because you're still around and you're telling me it's okay. But in my mind, it's not okay, man. I fucked this up in, 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 and I'm, I'm abusing the privilege and I can't anymore. I have to be a hands-on uncle this week. My brother Lenny has his daughters in town, and then he uh, he's been he's doing some work, and so I'm checking in on them every day. I took uh, one of my nieces to lunch yesterday. I think I have to drive my other niece to Santa Monica today, and uh, and it's funny because like in, in my head I'm like, all right, this is awesome. I'll be like a, a little hands-on uncle, and then this part of me is like, what the fuck? I don't want to do any of this. I don't want to do any of this. I'm sure that's a terrible thing to admit, but it's like you just. Because you offer, because I'm willing to help. I will absolutely help all the time. Whenever you need help, you need me, call me. Uh, but then it's that thing where in your brain, there's also that part of you that just goes, ah, fuck, there's a reason I didn't have any goddamn kids. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. It's just that all of my instincts are kind. All of my instincts are to help. And I, I love the kids and I want to be the best I can for them. But at the same time, you know what? I'm used to having my life for myself. But again, what does that mean? I sit in the house and I sit on Twitter all fucking day. It's not like they're going to interrupt me from doing something important. But in my in my brain, I just think to myself, oh, God damn it, I got to do this. And that's what it boils down to, man. I got to do this. I got to do this. When you make it, I got to do this, then it turns into a problem. Like I said, I want to do this show. I want to do it. And I want it to be the best it can possibly be. I want to be funny all the fucking time. I, I want to... You know, I got I got plans coming up. Like I said, the Twitch channel and all that shit's coming up. And that's going to be streaming 2-2 two di- two hours a day, maybe more. You know, and and I'm hoping to turn that into a full-time deal. And I I I I it's funny. I had a conversation with somebody. I was like, "Podcasting's dead. Podcasting is Facebook." You know, initially it was really exciting. and people were there and it was a unique experience and people could find one another. And then everybody started doing it. And then all the cool kids left and went and found other things to do, and now all that's left on Facebook are memes and garbage. and And I don't think there's that's the way it is with podcasting, but I think that you know when you've been doing it for ten fucking years, and now you got to read articles about how uh, people are inventing podcasting, you're like, well, hold on a second. My life's work has been involved in podcasting, essentially, uh, but I, I see Amy Schumer get a million dollars from Spotify to start her pop culture podcast where people get to hear Amy's take on everything in the world and movies, and I'm like, yeah, that's great, uh, and I don't begrudge anybody their success, and, and do I wish I had more opportunities? Yes, but should I have worked harder for them? Absolutely, fucking absolutely. I'm not bitching or whining about that, but what I'm saying is I've turned this into work, when it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be work. This should be the thing I love to do more than anything. And, I, and I, it is. I, it's something I love to do more than anything in the world. But I put pressure on myself to be good at it. I keep, that's the thing is I'll be like, well, you can do a show, but will it be good? Uh, maybe you shouldn't do a show. Maybe people don't want to hear your show. Maybe it won't be as good as it should be. Well, maybe last week's show was better. That's what I mean is the questioning, the hamster wheel in my fucking head that won't stop spinning with whether or not I'm good enough or smart enough or people like me. And it's just fucking odd. It's bananas. It's fucking bananas. And I hope you don't deal with it like I deal with it. I really do Uh, but it's the same, like I said, it's the same thing that happens in a relationship where you wonder if the other person really loves you. It's the same thing that happens in, in, at work where you wonder if the people that, you know, are really interested in you or your friends, anything, anything at all. How do we know anything? How do we know or believe in anything you got to trust? And, uh, you know, every fucking couple of weeks I'm doing this show for you guys. And I keep thinking it's going to be the one that drives you away. Another fucking self. Discovery show where I go. Well, no, I'm good. I'm promise. I'm good. I I swear. I shut the fuck up. That's the thing is I sound mealy mouth to me. I sound needy, and I don't want to sound fucking needy, because I, I just want to be. I just want to be funny. I just want to be fucking smart and funny and and get it done. And I think I am smart and funny. But again, then I then I don't. <laughs> he fuck. Now you see me. Now you fucking don't. I'm not gonna plug anything. I'm gonna pl. Well, I gotta pl- I'm gonna plug sponsors. I'll do that. You, for, well, I'll just tell you this. Fuck. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can get me at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You guys can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm on Snapchat and Instagram. Mike four zero Y O B. I'm there. Uh, find me please. And tell me that you're my friend. <laughs> How stupid is that? I'm so needy. Oh my God. Please tell me that you like me. Uh, Ryan Dirks is the web guy for the show. He does all the cool-ass web stuff for the show, and he's got a lot of work coming up in the next couple of months. So go be his friend at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Giovanni Giorgio Peluso is a guy who tries to pull me out of my own fucking skull, and I appreciate it. You can find him at Facebook.com slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. You can check all of his podcasts out on the web. He's got the Get It On podcast, Gio, and then he's got the uh, Outdoors FAQ podcast. All the Loveline stuff he buffs and he shines is out there for you as well. Any, any Loveline content you find, Gio is responsible for shining it up and putting it out there so get him a note and tell him thank you he also did our youtube channel which is out there if you want to go ahead and explore the past when i was doing shows that were comedy and not just me fucking telling you how dumb i am uh those exist those are fucking cool so go ahead and find one of those uh the youtube channel it's mike for i you know it's just the 40 year old boy youtube channel check it out geo built the whole fucking thing i mean i built it with my mouth and then he built it with his fingers so uh go check it out all the episodes are out there lurking and stuff and uh David Hernandez does all the artwork and the music for this show. He's the coolest. Find him at uh, Facebook.com slash hernandez, But also, he's at ArtByDMH.com. That's where you can go and find him doing uh, awesome stuff. ArtByDMH.com. You want custom artwork? He can do it. You want to buy old stuff that he done that he's got lurking in a fucking studio there at his house? Valscapes and guycons You want to thumb through those and see what he's got available? You want a picture of Prince? You want a picture of uh, David Bowie? You want a picture of Prince and David Bowie riding a steed naked? He can do that for you. Find David Hernandez at artbydmh.com, that's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com, and get him on board doing the project that you want more than anything. Uh, But I will plug live dates. I I mean, uh, I'll plug the website. You can go to mikeschmidtcomedy.com. that's there. Uh, All the Facebook stuff, like I said. Um, You know, it's funny, I'm ashamed. Like I'm ashamed to plug things, and that's the dumbest thing in the world. I have a Patreon page. You want to do it? That's great. If you want to, if you want to jump in, even though the, today is a day that I'm sure this show comes out and people fucking yank every dollar from me, and I don't blame them. Uh, but 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 yeah, there's a Patreon page if you want to support that way. There's the um, the what else was there I was going to talk about? I had something else right. There's something else. Oh, well, the live shows. I'm going to be in Cincinnati, July seventh. Uh, July 7th, Cincinnati at the Clifton Performance uh, Theater. Let me pull the plugs out here because I know I have them listed somewhere because I don't, I'm don't, i not trying to pull them off the top of my head. Uh, I'm at the Clifton Performance Theater, Cincinnati, July 7th. Come and check me out, please. I'm doing a show. Tickets are on sale now at Brown Paper Tickets. Uh, it won't be this. I mean, it might be me climbing in my own head for a little bit. I'll try to be as funny as I fucking possibly can. But also, I'll, uh, I'll probably be nursing a bruised spleen from the race that morning. But at the Clifton Performance Theater, Cincinnati, July 7th. Tickets are on sale now. And Seattle, I'm at the Jewel Box at the Rendezvous. Thursday, 8-9. Saturday, 8-11. That's August 9th and August 11th. Thursday is a political vigilante show with Graham Elwood. He's headlining. He's closing it with some political stuff. And I'm going to do, a, I'm going to do some topical stand-up before him. And try to make that work the best that I possibly fucking can. And then Saturday... August 11th, it's a flip-flop. We'll be doing stand-up and storytelling, and I'll close it with a story or two about whatever the fuck I can think about talking about in Seattle. We'll see how I make it work. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to think of new stuff to write, or if I'm doing old stories, I, I, don't, I don't know. And again, it'll be that stupid thing where I wait forever, because that's who I am. Um, but I also wanted to tell you this, because uh, this kind of snuck up on me, and I didn't. it wasn't confirmed until last week. Uh, next week. And again, if you're going to be, if you're anywhere near Lake Arrowhead, and I don't know why you ever would be, uh, next week, the, the weekend of, I think it's June 9th, 10th and 11th, I believe. Well, today's, uh, no, it's the eighth, ninth and 10th. I think, um, I will be at max fun con for Jesse, uh, thorns maximum fun. Uh, and look, it's an amazing three day event with all sorts of people doing shows. And there's, I, believe it or not, I think it's arts and crafts. And then there's a, a bonfire and drinking and eating and fun. And it's going to be an amazingly fun time. I'm only doing a 10 minute set. I'm on the stand up show. It's me and Kate Willett and a bunch of other comedians. And that's on Saturday night. So I'm doing stand up Saturday night, June 9th. In Lake Arrowhead at the Max FunCon. like I said, I don't know. I don't know if tickets are still on sale. I don't know if tickets are gone. I don't even know why I'm plugging it. I, I should have plugged it forever, but I didn't have confirmation until just this week of exactly what I was doing. So I'm doing stand up at Max FunCon Con next uh, June 10th in Lake Arrowhead, and uh, I'm excited. I, you know, if you guys listen to J- Jordan Jesse Go, if you guys are going to be there, you've heard me on that show, and uh, and come say hi. You know, find me there. Even though I'll probably be hiding in my room trying to prepare a 10 minutes set scared to my fucking wits that I won't be able to do one that makes sense even though I'm a weirdo cuz I'm that guy uh but it's you know what it'll be it'll be good to get back on a stage and and do what I'm was born to fucking do and uh and thank you that's all I'll say the show is late and I'm I'm working I, you know I a couple of weeks ago I told Max I go it won't be late again and but I mean, I, I I'm I'm really fighting it. I'm fighting my brain, and and you heard. I mean, you, dude, if you got this far, you know what the fuck I'm going. What I'm doing. It's just stupid. It's a it's a it's not stupid. It's just it's just it's just there. It just exists. And I'm, I'm fighting through it. I'm doing my best. I got a fucking machete. I'm running through my brain, chopping fucking vines and, and making it work the best that I can. And I'll be here next week and I'll be here the rest of the weeks and I'll be here being funny forever. I just, I just, there's no point. Why would I ever fucking stop doing this? Cause in my head I do that. I go, well, you know, your fucking your voice and nobody cares. Fuck that. Everybody fucking cares. People want to hear me and they should. And they fucking, why not? Did you, did you hear that thing I said earlier about gnats and fruit flies? Yeah, I can't give up this goddamn show. I'm just going to wind up getting consumed by gnats and fruit flies. I'm getting consumed by scarabs. There's fucking, bugs all over this goddamn show like oh, God. oh fuck yeah i'll tell you this you want to hear good news i have good news i'll close the show on fucking good news uh you know i've talked to you previously about the fact i've lived in this apartment for 20 fucking years and we we're gonna paint it and we we're gonna get a carpet and we wanted to do all these things and then the state said no and blah 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 and there's rules and my friends are like dude you should totally get it and then i went and i did some research and i asked the manager and they were like fuck you no it doesn't happen we well, get this motherfuckers Pat and I finally went and bought paint. Did I tell you that? I think I did. We're going to buy. We bought paint. I bought blue for the living room and the dining room, and I bought green for my bedroom. And I'm fucking excited to get started and get it all painted. So, uh, and and, but the the rug is still fucking terrible. It's just ugly. So I get a note stuck in my screen door the other day, and it says, "Hey, a state inspector is coming to look at the building because they just had to retrofit the outside of the building for earthquake prevention because this is an older building." Okay, and I might have told you that. Like eight months ago, the Los Angeles Times had a listing of buildings that could collapse in an earthquake. It said, look for your address. Mine was right there. Prominent. Prominent. If there was an earthquake, I had not been retrofitted, so the whole fucking thing could have come down on my goddamn head. So they had to call and retrofit the building. That's what they had to do. So it was a state law. So... Over the past month and a half, they've been retrofitting the outside and the inside of my building for earthquakes. They've been doing the best they can to strengthen it. And, and so every day I, I got notices that like you're going to get a bunch of dust on your car. And I, I didn't give a fuck. Retrofit the building. Make sure I don't die. That's fine. So they did all that. But then I got another notice that a state inspector is coming to inspect that. And while he's here, he's going to inspect all of the inside units to check on the building. He was coming at 930 in the morning. Well, I mean, fuck nine 30 in the morning, who the fuck's up at nine 30 in the goddamn morning other than real people. Uh, but I made sure I was awake and I was waiting. This is yesterday morning, Thursday. And, uh, and I I should say this. (laughs) All right. I'll tell you, uh, I was up all night, Wednesday night thinking about recording a show. I was like, I should do it. I said at the microphone, I tried, I launched, and then I did, not I didn't get it done. And so I finally, I fell to sleep at six 30 AM. I was like, all right. And I knew I had to be up at nine 30. Um, and then, and then I woke up and I, I put a thing on the Facebook page. I woke up, whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. But uh, but I waited at 9.30, no knock. And then finally at 11 o'clock, they knocked. And uh, I let them in. And it was an inspector. His name was Inspector Miller. <laughs> I'm going to give his real name because why not? He goes, hi. And he was with the manager of the building. And he goes, hi, I'm Inspector Miller. Uh, I'm here to inspect the, the apartment. And I said, uh, I was expecting Inspector Jenkins. And he just, he looks at me and I go, he goes, yeah, no, I'm, I'm Inspector Miller. I go, yeah. You know, is Inspector Jenkins available? Like, could he, and he goes, and he started laughing. He goes, no, I'm, I'm Inspector Miller. I'm here. And I, like, he was getting it, but he wasn't getting it. I go, all right, I'll let you in. So I let him in, and Wayne is just laughing. The manager, he's just like, what the fuck, dude? So Inspector Miller comes in, and he starts going through my building. And he starts looking at the walls and the paint and the car. And I go. And he starts looking at the carpet. I go, hey, look. I go, uh, my carpet's a crime scene. I go, I might as well just tell you that. I go, I've been here 20 years, and I've asked about it. I go, I know the rule is seven years. He goes, well, unless there's fraying or there's holes in it. And I go, okay. And he starts looking, and he. I have some throw rugs. He starts moving some furniture around. He goes, well, under your desk, there's a hole right there in your in your rug. I said, well, yeah, I mean, because that's where the desk was, and then it's just there's years of wear. And then he went by the bedroom, and he goes, oh, there's a hole right here where it comes up from the – and I go, well, yeah, but it's not, it's not a hole like in the middle of the – And I'm I'm literally talking him out of it. Like I'm doing jokes. I'm trying to be funny, walking around with him, and all of a sudden it dawns on me. Hey, fuckhead, shut up! This guy's on your side. So uh, so he starts and he goes and he inspects the bathroom. He looks at the paint, and then when he finishes, he looks at the manager right in front of me and he goes, "Okay." He goes, "Yeah, you got to get this carpet taken care of." He goes, uh, "They tell them that they need a new carpet in here." And, uh, there has to be paint and they got to work on this chipping paint. And I'm, I'm literally, I wanted to hug the guy. I wanted to jump out of my goddamn skin. It was just like this weird triumph where I was like, holy fuck. After years of asking after years, finally, inspector Miller. Now, you know who wouldn't have done that for me? Inspector Jenkins. He never would have come forth through for me in the clutch, but inspector Miller was right there, man. And he made it fucking happen. It was gorgeous. So, uh, so he, it was, it was beautiful. He fucking, I'm getting a carpet. I'm getting a goddamn carpet. And, uh, if they're going to paint, Cause then I called Pat and Pat's like, well, let, well, let's not paint until they put the carpet in because I don't want them to go. Oh, well, you painted, you might as well take care of the carpet. I go exactly. Fuck no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck this up at all. Now I don't know when it's gonna happen. I don't know what the building people are gonna do, but holy fuck, how great is that, dudes? I'm getting a goddamn carpet, and it made me. I want to do a cartwheel. I was so fucking happy. I'm like, yeah, cause I didn't. I've done the research. I've checked. You know, it made me feel good. Cause like I said, I've done the research. I've checked. I've done the long, the long work. I've looked. I've tried to make it happen, and it's. I've always went, well, it's just not gonna happen, man. I can't do it. Uh, But sure enough, then fucking my savior, my savior, Inspector Miller swans into my apartment and just, and even though I was being funny, even though I was falling around trying to be a fucking hilarious dude, he still saw foot to save my carpet and save my life. God damn it. Thank you. Thank you, Inspector Miller. You're the best. Uh, oh, and I just thought of this. I, we had a sponsor, of course. Uh, the 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 Paranoid Strain podcast sponsors us all the time. Go check them out, folks. Uh, the Paranoid Strain is on because, uh, I, and I will tell you this. Fearful Jesuit texted me to make sure I was okay. Thank you, Fearful Jesuit, for reaching out, and I appreciate that. Um, and everybody who reached out, because again, a show doesn't come out, and people are just like, "You okay? What's going on over there, man? What the fuck?" Um, and I and I appreciate that. You're super cool, and thank you. Uh, but Paranoid Strain is the podcast it's available now on iTunes. Uh, the episode is up, but still, now where I did Alex Jones. And uh, and that's available for you to check out and read all the good things and listen to all the cool ass stuff that they've got there. And uh, and you should be happy because it's about false flags and all of those neat things. So it's a great show. It's it's done. Like I said, anybody who does something that I don't do, I'm fascinated by it and I and I love it. And he's very disciplined. He writes a he writes a brilliant show and he puts it out. So please go check out Paranoid Strain. And again, while you're there at the iTunes store, leave a review and mention us, the 40 Year Old Boy Podcast, and say that we we sent you because again, it makes him think we're a hitter. Or if you write him personally, tell him, hey, look, I love the show and I listened on 40 year old boy make made me listen and I, and I'm going to be listening all the time now. It's the only thing I'll listen to because God knows I don't want to listen to a fucking Mike show because the motherfuckers a day late and a dollar goddamn short and many dollars fucking short. And he doesn't put out a fucking show when he's supposed to. And Oh my God, shut up. Mike! see, this is the thing I'm going to end it killing myself and I don't mean it to be go listen to paranoid Straight. My point is there's so many other podcasts out there other than my own that are great <laughs> that you should go ahead and give them a day in court. Why wait, why listen to my show a day late? Why would you say to yourself? Well, there's Mike guy." who doesn't like anything and has no hope for the world, why would I listen to that fucking show when I've got the Paranoid Strain who tells me specifically why I should have no hope for the world? See, there's Mike. He's got no reason to be upset at the world. He's just that guy. But I can listen to Paranoid Strain, and it tells me exactly what's wrong with everything and why I should be just as fucking terrified as Mike is about what the fuck is going on. And terrified's a bad word. I just don't give a fuck, man. Seriously, I don't care. Don't care about the world. Don't care about... Trump or fucking Roseanne or any of the, I don't give a fuck, but I sit there and I watch it go by. You know who I am dudes with my phone? I'm Axl Rose in the fucking welcome to the jungle video when he's in the fucking straitjacket, jacket, that fucking, he's doing that clockwork orange thing where he's just sitting there with the fucking contraption hooked up to his head and they basically got his eyes pried open and he's watching just fucking violence and garbage and everything just fly fucking past him. That's me, except I'm not in the straitjacket, jacket and nobody's programmed anything to show me I'm doing it myself. My thumb is my greatest enemy. I'm scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through, looking at shit, reading shit that doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. It doesn't change my life. It doesn't affect my world. And yet I fucking dive headlong into it. I got I to get rid of my thumbs. I got to cut my thumbs off. They're the ones betraying me. It's my thumbs that are keeping me prison. I'm in thumb jail. I'm a prisoner of my own goddamn thumbs. I'm the prisoner of thumbda. Fuck Zenda. I'm the goddamn prisoner of thumbda. That's who I am. And this is the funny part of the show, by the way. You never got here because you fucking bailed in the middle of it when I was talking about Roseanne and her bullshit and everything else that fucking went on and how everybody should just fucking, again, the fact that everybody associated with that show gets to walk away and pretend like they're dignified and they're, oh, now I'm quitting. Oh, fuck you. Now you're quitting. Yeah, because you made all your fucking money and now you're getting the fuck out and also like i said they're they're thinking about doing the show without her they're going to do the show without roseanne that's the thing sarah gilbert's exploring a way to do the show without roseanne man get fucked now now you know what that message sends because i gotta hear i keep hearing roseanne's mentally ill man roseanne's mentally ill they gotta do something to help her out well you know what'll really help her out doing her show without her Cause that'll give an even stronger message to the people that the, you take a mentally ill person and throw them aside and don't fucking care about them at all. And still continue to profit off of their name or whatever the fuck. There's a way you can, you can use mentally ill people for everything you can get out of them. And then you can cast them aside and still continue to make money. What the fuck? What a terrible message to send. Literally. You're not fixing anybody. You're not helping anybody. And in my head, I was thought to myself, well, why don't they reach out? Why are they all trying to help her? Like they haven't tried to help her. Like everybody didn't look at her and fucking go, Hey man, you're bananas, right? We got to fucking fix this. I don't know what the fuck she's gonna tell Rogan today. I got no fucking idea. Well I know, I know exactly what she's gonna do. She's gonna give some mealy-mouth apology and she's gonna be but she's gonna double down on her convictions and people are gonna defend her. Nothing matters. Why am I even talking about it? I shouldn't even fucking care. I should just fucking bail. Like I said, I got a new rug coming in, folks. There's Roseanne making $80 million on her macadamia farm talking shit about the racism, and then I gotta fucking go ahead and worry about it. I'm I'm ecstatic if a carpet. See you? inside yourself. It's easier to hide when you pretend you're the nice. Women love a guy with a giant neck. playing on a level that most will never see.